Hey friends, Kendall Matthews here again, and I want to thank you all for listening to another great show, working with entrepreneurs, working with CEOs and founders who are helping other individuals get things done. And today I have a great co-host. His name is Mike Arce of Loud Rumor SEO. And one of the great things about Mike is that I think he's finally hit something big on Facebook and mostly for a specific vertical niche that he and his company has done very well in. So I'm going to find that information out and share that with you. We're going to do some great things over these next couple of months and provide that great information. Mike, how are you feeling today? Doing great. How are you? I, I'm doing super fantastic, my friend. And, you know, before I get into all these questions that I have for you, could you tell a little bit about Loud Rumor and your background? Sure. So I uh, started Loud Rumor uh, this, in November of this year, 2016. It'll be six years. And we initially started out as a web design company, um, realized I didn't love the web design part of it as much as I love the marketing part of it as I started getting more into that. Um, we evolved into a marketing agency doing SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, that kind of stuff. And then uh, over the last uh, three years, um, we exclusively did that and started really working more in the, um, in the Facebook ads and paid search marketing space. Uh, over the last uh, six months, we've really focused uh, heavy on Facebook advertising, in particular working with fitness studios. Uh, not that we weren't great at working with the other companies, but we just found that it was over the top great with fitness and, uh, and we all enjoyed it. That was my background previous to this mm-hmm. company was working in fitness. So, uh, so right now, um, the way I like to say uh, what we do is we help fitness studios increase uh, their membership by a, a ridiculous amount using Facebook advertising and the Fit Flavor program we've developed. Perfect. And so you also help small businesses as well and franchises, is that correct? Yes. Franchises are, are actually our preferred um, space to work just because usually there's a lot of really good systems in place that already mesh with our programming. We can work with you know individual studios as well. We notice there's a really good flow with franchises. Gotcha. So talk to me more about this uh, Facebook advertising. I know they're making a lot of different changes, mm-hmm. and they're making it for the better with their analytics package. Could you talk a little bit more about the analytics and technical side of Facebook advertising? Yeah, the analytics have always been good enough to be able to help a stu- like a fitness-type studio. Um, now they're so great that, I mean, if you're doing e-commerce and all that stuff, there's just so much at hand, which is really cool. Um, but for the fitness studio side, um, you know, I, I would say, or, or just franchises, franchises, right? right. Um, you know, it's really great because there's a lot of analytics available for video now. And video is really, if, if you really look at Facebook when you're on your phone or our desktop, every few flicks of your thumb, you'll see at least one video autoplay. Uh, Facebook's really giving a lot more, uh, uh, advertising space and, and organic space to videos because they know that's where it's going. That being said, they're making so many more improvements on it. Uh, and little things like if somebody watches 5% of your video, do you want to retarget to that person? If somebody mm-hmm. watches 50% or 75 or 95% of your video, do you want to retarget to them? Do you want to put them in a specific audience list? Maybe semi interested or extremely interested which would increase that call to action level. You know, do you, they only want 25%, let's show them a little bit more education. If they're 95%, hey, let's give them an offer. Wow, I didn't know they had that much in depth. I just in. Wow, okay, so then another thing that we need to do is talk about the how Facebook analytics, all this information is out there on blogs and all that stuff, and I know that you have a different philosophy in working with 
small business owners and franchises and moving them from, yeah, you went to this conference, you learned this kind of stuff, but this is what you need right now. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So, and I fell for this too. I think every person that starts their business gets really excited and, and, you know, gets that hunger for learning how to be a better entrepreneur. I think we all go through it, but what I'm noticing with owner operators or, you know, one location type businesses is they do get the hunger for learning. They read stuff, whether it's like memes on Facebook or blogs that they find that really help solve a problem they have or speakers that they really love and believe in and they and they read these books or go to go to these conferences and they get so much information. It's like drinking out a fire hose. And um, they want to implement so many things. And the things that they implement usually uh, coincide with the things that generated the best results for companies that are the most similar to them or what they want to be. That being said, I think they haven't developed the strength and filters for that information that comes in as somebody that's been around the block a little bit longer. These franchises usually have that developed a little bit more. Uh, I'll give you a great example. Apple is brought up by probably 50% of content that I see out there, whether it's people in books referencing Apple and how well they've done in their culture or how well they've done with their branding. Um, speakers talk about it, videos, memes, you see Steve Jobs stuff all the place. And, and just so you know, I'm a huge Steve Jobs fan. I've read his book, I've gone through the documentaries, and um, I'm just, I love what he's done. I think he's, he's done some really great things. But I think there's a lot of confusion. For example, I've heard speakers and I've read books where they say, you know, you should never discount. Mm-hmm. You should never give stuff away for free that devalues your product. That's something Apple never did. And look at the brand they've built. Right. Well, that's great that you found that link that they don't discount and they're successful. Therefore, maybe we shouldn't discount so we can be successful, too, because they believe that discounting will devalue their product. Well, here's the thing. Um, if, if you have brand equity like Apple or Harley Davidson or some of these big brands out there, Nike, uh, then, yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. People kind of know Apple. And so the iPhone, you know. 18 could come out tomorrow and people will buy it before even seeing what it looks like right. just because they want the next thing. That's awesome. If you don't have that in your business where you can post on Facebook something quick or just tweet out, hey, we got a new program coming out. Um, we're taking orders, pre-orders right now. And you don't get a bunch of orders. You probably don't have the brand equity <laughs> that uh, that Apple does, which means you might need to have some really good compelling offers. Now, here's a good thing. If you are if you are doing this because you really believe in your product and your brand and the quality of what you deliver and you think it's that awesome, then why don't you want people to just get in the door to see it? If you can get people in the door, if it's like let's say let's say a fitness studio and they want to offer a free week, the franchises all do it. They'll offer two weeks. I've, I've had franchises offer a month because they understand it, right? Just get them in the door. We know how awesome we are. We already told you, Mike. We know how awesome we are. If we get them in the door, we get them to work out with us a few times, our culture will get there and it will make them want to keep coming back. If you feel like you have that type of environment and, and, uh, and, and experience that these people want, if you're that different, <laughs> then, then let them come in. Just get them in the door. Once you get them in the door, now there's your opportunity to not tell them how valuable you are and tell them that you don't discount because you're so awesome. That's your chance to show them and earn their business. And you can tell if you're as good as you thought you were, right? Because if they hired you and they signed up, then you're probably as good as you thought you were. Right, right. If they didn't sign up, then you're probably not. And so, and utilizing that, um, using <coughs> Facebook to get them in the door. Don't worry about all these other things, Apple and Nike and all those, because they have large brand equities now. There, right. People are looking at Nike and Apple and 
all, Samsung and these companies, even like LA Fitness and all these other great ones, where they're at now, but not where they came from. Right. And I think that's a big disparity. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. Like, you know, we, we kind of talked about this a little earlier where, you know, yeah, you can compare yourself to Apple now and you might copy some wrong things because Apple's Apple and you're not. Um, but if you take Apple in the 70s, which is what you brought up, is a good point. You know, they not only gave away a lot of stuff for free, but they found a way to get their employees to work for free in a lot of cases. So if you're not so good that you're getting your employees to work for free for you, they want money for their time, then chances are there's still a lot of work to do to build up that brand. You know, so, uh, so yeah, compare yourself to Apple when they were where you're at. Mm-hmm. However many customers you have, wherever you're at in revenue, wherever you're at in, in your success line, um, not today, because they're the most successful company in the world right now when it comes to a lot of different measurements. Right. And what we're talking about today, Mike, is trying to utilize Facebook to get them to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And so with Facebook to get people into the door, what are some of the things that a franchise or a, a, a small business could, should do before they even start? Well, definitely identify your target market for sure, because that's where it's going to start is your targeting, right? So. Um, great thing is people that have target markets of, you know, let's say females 27 to 55, if that's your target market, you're going to be the most successful. Those are, those, that's just an easy market. They're on Facebook. They respond to offers a lot better. Um, and, and they're, they're, they're a lot more prone to move forward. We can see it in the conversion rates. So and now, now not to say if you have men or if you have women a little younger, a little older, that you're not going to get conversions, you will, but you're just going to see a different level of success in that range. So that's one. Know who your target market is. Know what their interests are. What do they care about? Um, know what their income level is. You know, for example, if you're at LA Fitness or a, a box gym that charges $19 a month to work out there, you know, uh, it's it's you're targeting a very different person than somebody that has a $250 a month studio. Um, those people need to usually make 40, 50 grand or greater, whereas you know a girl in high school can afford an LA Fitness membership working at you know Pinkberry. So, and and so that's a, that's a different demographic. You want to include those filters so you get some good quality. So when you make that offer, it's not only you're not bringing in people that can afford your program. I'm sorry, that that want your program but can also afford it. So it sounds like using the filters to disqualify them early. Using the filters to disqualify them early, and also. You can use content to disqualify people early, which is really cool. So let's say you want to show ads to people that are really serious about getting in shape right now. You can actually write a blog, let's say, and uh, and target that specifically to people within six miles of your studio or your franchise or whatever. And let, let's just take fitness while we're on the roll here. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're a fitness studio and you want to target people within seven miles of your studio and you want to target men, women, it doesn't matter. You could put a blog out there that says um, top five fitness studios that are doing it right. Right. And you can write about that or you can write something like how to, how to lose weight effectively and keep it off for the summer. Right. Or something like that. Just, basically writing some good content with a clickbait title mm-hmm. uh, that if your target market clicks on, we know that they're interested in. And then what you do is you place a retargeting pixel on that blog. So anybody that lands on that blog is retargeted and those people are going to see your ads. Does Facebook have a remarketing our pixels? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. You can create a ton of uh, custom audiences. You could even say, let's say, uh, so, so to take it down, Let's say somebody clicks on that blog, okay, well, we want to show them the ads because we know not only are they our demographic because we target it that way, but also they're interested in getting in shape and they already saw our brand once. Now let's show them an ad that helps them solve that problem that we know they have, right? 
but then that pixel um, will not only show the ad, but it'll keep that audience for other future promotions if you want. Now what you can also do is, let's say that ad takes them to a landing page, which it should. Those convert a lot better than taking them to the website, definitely. Um, but let's say they sign up for the free offer or the program, whatever it is, that thank you page should have a different pixel as well as you use that URL and you say anybody that lands on this page, I want to remove them from that other audience so we don't keep showing them ads anymore. Now that they've signed up, I want to show them something different, something that's great for retention or referrals. Maybe it's a bring a buddy program or whether it's um, you know our seminar that we're coming up, our Eat Right seminar, right? And these are all things that are little upsells. And you can have that custom audience because you know their customers. I want to show them something a little different. Well, pixels so, are great. You can create a whole web. So talk about pixels. <laughs> Some people don't know what a pixel is. Uh, and so explain a little bit more about pixels. Isn't so, that like a cookie or something, right? Yeah, well, so a pixel is basically like a snippet of code that um, in Facebook, basically what you do is you create a custom audience, right? If you want to create a retargeting campaign. And, and Facebook's got a lot of really good content on how to set up a retargeting campaign. Mm -hmm. So you say, okay, I want to build this campaign up and Facebook will give you a snippet of code and it'll tell you put this anywhere you want so that if somebody lands on that page, we will put them in this audience and then you can advertise whatever you want to that audience. So let's say it's a blog specifically on fitness. You can put that pixel on a blog or a specific page on your website or a specific landing page. We have, uh, we have multiple pixels and we put them on many different things because we know anybody that lands on any of these things, we want to include in this audience for advertising, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, then you could also have uh, exclusions when you're building out that campaign. So you can say, okay, anybody that goes to these pages or any page that has a this pixel on it will get put in this audience. But if anybody lands on this page, I want them immediately removed, right? And so now you take another pixel that they'll give you, right? Because you can give another one and you put it on that thank you page, which would happen after they sign up. And so now you're telling Facebook, okay, anybody, anytime somebody lands on this page, it fires up that pixel, tells Facebook, because it's connected to it, it's a snippet of code, it tells them, that's it, take them out of that other audience, and if you want, you can say, and put them in this one. That's a big web. Yeah. So, so Mike, and, and a lot of individuals that I know, business owners, CEOs, and founders, and even larger marketing teams, they don't have all the time to do all of that. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds like, a, even for some, just a, a large workflow of making sure it's all working right. How does loud rumor help people do that faster or do that to learn or how does that how do they engage and figure that out so we do have coaching and obviously we'll do that for them as a service but just i don't want to make it sound too too complimentary i know i know there's some uh, some readers out there that may uh, not be able to afford whether it be coaching or service and other ones totally find it valuable right because it's usually cheaper than an employee so to help out both sides of it the people that are reading, just get a big whiteboard. And before you start building the process in Facebook, put down exactly what you want to happen. Because whatever you put down on the whiteboard, you can make happen. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, if somebody lands on this, then I want this to happen. Then I want them to go here. And so use a whiteboard and this way you can erase stuff and add to the idea and do all that. Once you have that down, then just sit down. There's great content out there. We have stuff on our site. There's great stuff on other websites as well. I'm sure you're going to have more and more stuff on how to do that. Um, as far as our coaching program goes, yeah, we have a coaching program for those that, I guess, want to accelerate that. 
as we know, the internet's awesome, right? So you can learn anything you want to, but some people don't want to learn it in a week or two or three weeks, however long it's going to take them. They want to kind of get it done in like a couple of days. So right. we can we can implement a coaching program to help them out. And then there's some companies that go, look, I don't care to learn it because by the time I totally learn it, there'll be something else out there and I have to learn that. And that's your job. So for me, it's financially beneficial to just bring you on board and, and let you constantly stay ahead of the curve and, and just keep doing what we want to do. Here's the whiteboard picture. Do that. You know? <laughs> right, because it's probably a lot less expensive than having an employee trying to figure that out. Because even if you have someone in-house, they'll probably get distracted with other projects. Right. And then it will never get fully baked. But And, and, you, and you might waste a lot of money on ad spend that they'll test because they're learning it, whereas we got it down. Mm-hmm. Right. And, th- and also maintenance. I think a lot of people forget about the maintenance of updating and optimizing it. Yeah, that's a big thing too. And so a lot of business owners that are listening to this, as a kind of a heads up, there is a a big thing called ad fatigue. And if you haven't heard about it, you can read about it. It's all over the place, but there's ad fatigue. Facebook wants the news feed to be news. And so once your news is not news anymore, they don't want to keep showing it to the same audience. So they may start showing it to the next level of audience, which may not be as good. A lot of companies, what they'll notice is like the first week, they get really, really great results. And they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Facebook, I should have done this years ago. And then a week goes down, they're like, what happened? And they start banging their computer, not knowing what to do. So you got to keep it fresh, changing things up, um, not just with the image, but with the copy, with the targeting, um, with the with the landing pages. There's so many things that you want to change, but don't change everything all at once. Change one thing at a time. So you always have something to change because if you were successful in the first week, you're not far from being successful. Just give Facebook something fresh right? right? and keep changing the things. And, and keep up-to-date, current, changing, optimizing, and split testing. So it's more of a philosophy of doing things. Right. You, you have to understand how and why Facebook's doing what it's doing. And if you know that Facebook only feels like it's delivering value if it's showing new things to new people, um, to the right people, then you're going to do a lot better. If you're worried too much about the systems and pushing buttons, um, it's like you know anything else, like working out. You know, you, you have to understand why you're doing this set and why you're resting this much and why you're eating this food. You don't just go in there and push and pull stuff around because you may just waste a lot of time and not really get what you want. So when you're working with different franchises and small business owners, do you find that they need to have more information of how to do things, set up things right the first time, or do they just come up with an open mind and say, all right, help me out, Mike? Um, yeah, well, for sure, if you set things up right the first time, you're going to see a much uh, better level of success. And not only that, you'll be more, a lot more confident, excited. Uh, but uh, something that I've learned is you know, a plan that's not fully finished but executed 100% is going to perform better than a plan that we're always waiting to perfect and we never execute, right? Because you'll never really get it perfect. Do it do it well. Do it to the best of your ability. Test a little bit. If it's working well, you can always improve it as you go. That's the beauty about Facebook. It's unlike SEO. It doesn't take six months or four months to start building stuff. You know, with, with Facebook, if something's working, great. You can test it in a different market. If it's not working, then great. You can change it and it'll be off in like two seconds. So we talk a lot about Facebook and all these different optimizations and testing and improving, but isn't it expensive? Um, that's relative, right? So there's there's people out there that they can get a $50 cost per lead and that's amazing to them. There's people out there that can get a $5 cost per lead and that's extremely expensive. 
So you really want to learn, know what your customer value is long term. So again, like a studio, we'll keep it with fitness. If let's say their average membership costs $150 a month and their average member stays for six months and they know that, given with the people that stay for two years, some people don't leave after a month, right? Let's say it's six months. You take that six months and you multiply it by 150, you know that your average value is $900 per customer, right? That's what you know. And then you know what your closing rate is. So if you know for every 10 leads you get one sale, which that's low percentage, but just to keep numbers easy, um, now you know what your closing percentage is. So you have a good idea as to what you need your lead cost to be at. So that's the first thing. Um, but no, I think it's a lot less expensive than, than a lot of other things. AdWords, you know, tip right now for fitness, AdWords can cost 5 to $8 a click. Sometimes more personal training could be up to $15, $20 a click. For Facebook, I mean, we get lead costs lower than that. Forget clicks, right? Lead costs. Another thing that's also really expensive with the AdWords side, and we do AdWords too, so I'm not downplaying it, but just for, for an example of how much more that expensive that really is, if I am a marketer or if I want to sell to you, I will. a lot of people what they'll do is they'll actually click on the ads. So they'll say, I want more chiropractors. So they'll go and search chiropractors in Google They'll find an ad and they'll click on the ad and they'll call them there because they know if they're spending money on AdWords, they're spending money on marketing, maybe they'll spend it with me if they're not happy with the results. In Facebook, you can't do that. Mm. Well, because a marketer can't go on there and just look for ads, right? You don't just search chiropractor and find all those ads and click on them. The ads are going to the targeted people. See what I mean? The ads go to you. You find the people. People don't find you. So that would lower your cost. It lowers your wasted cost because right. usually with AdWords, you can count on 20 to 30% yeah. of your ad cost being wasted on not just marketers, mm-hmm. but your competition wanting to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Can't do that in Facebook, right? So a lot more um, a lot more efficiency with your spend. And then also cost per clicks can range anywhere from 25 for, for, for like this kind of stuff, 25 cents to like two, two bucks, right? Mm-hmm. That's your cost per click. And then you can usually convert 20% of your uh, traffic or higher. So lead cost can be like, you know, three to six dollars a lead. Which is great for most people. Well, yeah. And so people are hearing this information right now thinking about, wow, I need to just jump right into Facebook and start doing all these things right now. Uh, what is the best way for someone to potentially reach out to yourself and your company, Mike? And then what should be one of the a couple questions they should ask or be prepared to be able to answer for you? Um, one, what's your long-term customer value? So you can figure that out by, again, how, how long do they stay with you and, and how much do they pay you throughout that time. So what, what do you get out of that? Um, another question is what are your, what's your closing rate on leads? Not, not referrals. Exclude referrals because those closing rates are a lot higher. But what's your closing rate on leads you know, for any type of marketing that you've done? And from there, we'll get a really good idea as to what your, um, what your lead cost should probably be. Um, and then also what offers do you have? What are some really good compelling offers that can get people that don't know who you are to give you a shot, which is all you're really looking for, right? A lead is interpreted differently by companies. The way I, I like to think of it is just like in the in the police department, right? A lead doesn't mean you're a step away from solving the case. A lead means you're a step into solving the case. You just got started. There's a lot of work to do still to close a deal, right? And same thing with business. A lead doesn't mean you're a step away from getting a customer. A lead means you're a step into the process of getting a customer. There's still a lot of work you got to do. You got to impress them. You got to follow up with them. You got to get them to see value, um, possibly get them to leave whatever they're currently doing. There's a lot of work to do. 
So um, a lot of people think it's different. They, they take it the other way. Wow, now if I could just get them in the door, I'll close them. No, get them in the door. There's your chance. Show them what you got. Focus on them. Nurture the heck out of them and get them to want to sign up. Perfect. Mike, how can people contact you? Um, you can go to loudrumor.com and uh, reach out to us uh, through our website. We have a chat feature. Our phone number is obviously listed on there as well. And, and uh, one of us will we'll get you to the right person. Perfect. Mike R.C. from Loud Rumor, CEO, founder, great guy all around. I really appreciate your time today. I appreciate you inviting me in. Thanks. Most definitely. Folks, make sure you listen to some more of these great interviews that I'm going to be having with CEOs and founders who want to help other CEOs and founders and franchises grow their business. And one of the main things I'm going to be doing is making sure that they're going to give you the technical and deep information so you can be successful so faster and start off right and do it right the first time and stop having to do things over and over again. Let's folks do this right the first time and then optimize and test, split test, figure out what we did wrong, but then do the whiteboard session, right? right. Where do we want to end up and then everything else work itself out. So continue listening to these great interviews and we'll keep on working on and moving up to the top. We'll talk to you soon. This is Kendall Matthews again, and I want to thank you for listening to our radio show. But make sure that you also check out appointmentplus.com because we have a free scheduled demo that we offer you and everyone else to make sure that we're the right fit for you. So give us a call or visit us at appointmentplus.com. We'll talk to you soon.